2: Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm your host, Adam Stasinski. Coming up on this week's episode, a taco festival happening in Lakeview this weekend is raising money for a group called Friends of Lakeview, plus some additional information on some scams that the Better Business Bureau is tracking through the end of summer. And we are joined now by Becca Gersh. She is the CEO of Friends of Lakeview. And we're going to be discussing not just Friends of Lakeview here, but also an event that is benefiting Friends of Lakeview this weekend. That is Lakeview Taco Fest, which begins Saturday and is also taking place today. So, Becca, first off, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and excited to talk about all things Taco Fest and Lakeview.
2: <laughs> and so we we will definitely talk about Taco Fest in, in a little bit here, but first I want to focus on Friends of Lakeview, which until this event and group was brought to me, I wasn't all that familiar with. So uh, how about we just start by having you tell us a little bit about Friends of Lakeview?
3: Yeah, I'm happy to. Friends of Lakeview, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we partner with the Lakeview Roscoe Village Chamber of Commerce and SSA 27 to um, serve the greater Lakeview, West Lakeview neighborhood. So um, we work with, you know, fundraising grants and we support the neighborhood um, and a high quality of life for our um, our amazing community. So that includes everything from investment in public art. Um, we're currently working on an 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 a, in a an investment in a garden under the low line at Paulina Station, so it'll increase um, you know, beautification and uh, and just um, you know improving improving the quality of life for all of the residents of Lakeview.
2: So w- when you say public art, uh, uh, I've always been curious about what exactly that means because you know the first thing I think that comes to mind with public art is things like graffiti on various areas, but it's not just graffiti. I mean people take time to to create these things sometimes.
3: Absolutely. Um, in partnership with the SSA, which is another funding arm that we work with, um, we've made community murals. We just installed. Um, you know, we have we have multiple uh, uh, different varieties where we, we you know paid talented artists that we commissioned to um, to really beautify the neighborhood um, in multiple ways. So yeah, it's not not just a, a tagging art. This is this is something that we're looking to uh, really make make an impact on um, you know on the buildings on the on the uh, CTA corridors on different walls and uh, different parts of our neighborhood to make a lasting, uh, lasting, you know, real real added value to the area.
2: It's something that caught my eye as I was reading a bit about Friends of Lakeview and, and Lakeview Taco Fest, which again, I, I, I will have you discuss in a minute here, but something that caught my eye on your website, which is at friendsoflakeview.org. Is this Dine Out West Lakeview I, um, project, I, I, I think is the best way to describe it, that, that it seems to have developed during, during the, the pandemic. Can you tell me a bit about that?
3: Yeah, we've actually phased it out because we have, our businesses have, you know, successfully been able to bring folks back in. But it was a big investment we made last year and in 2020 um, to do outdoor, expanded outdoor seating and to sort of designate a close portion of the neighborhood um, of one of our side streets off of Southport, which is one of our big commercial corridors to, um, you know, to designate for outdoor dining to keep people safe, but also encourage, you know, encourage investment in, uh, in our restaurants. So it was really successful, embraced by the community. And we really activated, um, you know, a quiet side street into basically an outdoor restaurant. So luckily, we haven't had to do that again this year. And our restaurants have, you know, have been creative and have been successful with uh, with the restrictions kind of rolling back. But Friends of Lakeview made a big investment um, at the time when there when there was real need in the community. Um, Friends of Lakeview stepped up and and you know put their dollars put their dollars where they really knew would matter, which 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 would benefit both the the businesses and the residents, which is really what we're always looking for, um, really helping both both groups in our neighborhood.
2: Oh, that's great. So, well, I guess it's 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 a good thing I guess that it it is not necessary anymore, but that's a really cool project that you guys were able to to carry out to help 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 out businesses in the area. Uh, let's go ahead yeah. and talk let's go ahead and talk about Taco Fest, uh, which again started yesterday and is also taking place today, Sunday. So, just tell me everything about it.
3: Yes. Well, this is our big marquee fundraiser. Um, It's one of the sort of Final, you know, I don't want to say final, but we're you know we're coming into the the end of the festival season in the city, and we've been um, this is our ninth year. We've been a mid-September um, street festival for nine years, and it's just one of my favorite events. I was looking at the weather, and I don't like to say it out loud, but it's looking like we're gonna have another beautiful day today, um, and we're just really really excited. We have twelve taco vendors. We're at full capacity on our taco vendors. Um, we have a great representation from throughout the city, both local vendors such as two and Blondie, um, as well, and Beat Kitchen, who are you know within a, a few feet of our um, of our event, which is I should say is on Southport um, from Addison to Roscoe. So you can take the Southport L, and you can get Southport Brown Line station and walk right into the festival. Um, it's really accessible from a lot of different parts of the city. But um, yes, yeah, so we have great tacos from vendors throughout the city. Um, south side is well represented as well as the north side, and um, we have two stages. So there'll be tons of music. We have the mariachis performing this afternoon. Um, We also have the really popular Lucha Libre Mexican wrestlers, (laughs) which I don't know if if you're familiar with that, but they are so fun to watch. They're really entertaining. Um, they're really talented and, um, we have a big, we have a big ring set up and they, they'll be, they'll be out there at five o'clock today. So that really gets people excited. Um, so yeah, we just have a ton of great activities. There's a, a really fun kids area where there's bounce houses as well as face painting, balloon artists, all kinds of good stuff.
2: And I also saw that people who attend can, can help vote on the Chicago's best taco. It sounds like.
3: Yes, we have a text to vote, so we're you're, we're asking you guys to come out and try, you know, a traditional classic taco as well as some of the more fun, unique versions. With you know, we've got some seafood and duck and and goat tacos out there, so we ask you to come over, taste, and, and vote for your favorite. Um, we have a really fun taco-shaped trophy that um, we hand out. Last year, Tandoor Charhouse was our winner, um, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be in the mix again. They're they're one of our favorites. They're coming out and we'll see if they uh, if they can if they can win for a second year but we need we need the uh, you know we need the crowd to vote for their favorite that's what makes it fun it's a, a democratic process over at taco fest
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and so how, how long have how long has friends of lakeview been doing lakeview taco fest
3: so nine years, yeah. Oh, awesome. We we really um this we we're 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 getting into our uh, adolescence. This this fest has been a really a neighborhood mainstay for nine years. Um, we did have to take one year off during COVID, but mm-hmm. last year we were able to put the event on in 2021, and it was embraced by the community. We were, you know, just so proud of how successful we were, we were able to be, you know, even with COVID, you know, on everyone's mind. And so this year with you know, with you know, with the with the safety considerations and vaccines in place, we're just looking for a really celebratory vibe and uh, and continued fun um, um, all day today. So yeah, we're opening at 11. Um, we'll have music and um, and all the tacos that you can eat and drinks you can drink until 10 p.m. tonight.
2: That's that's awesome. It sounds like a great time, and and we're talking with Becca Gersh. She is CEO of Friends of Lakeview, who are putting on Lakeview Taco Fest. Which, again, as, as you just mentioned, Becca is, is is capping off today, but it also took took place yesterday, and the proceeds from the event benefit Friends of Lakeview. There's a a couple of the things I wanted to ask you about Friends of Lakeview. You mentioned the Lakeview Low Line. Beautification that you're working on so yeah. when you say low line for, for people that maybe don't live in the neighborhood or are new What is the Lakeview low line? Yeah,
3: this is a really unique concept that we're really proud of in the neighborhood. We've basically, um, you know, partnered with the CTA, raised significant funds and made an investment under the L underneath the Southport station and the Paulina station to make them, um, activations. So we hold farmers markets that, um, the, the lowline farmers market is every Tuesday night in, um, under the Southport station that's sponsored, um, by Friends of Lakeview as well. So we've, we've been able to put, um, activations directly under the L. So it might not be the quietest farmer's market you've ever attended, but It is true, you know, urban living where you're able to talk to your farmers and also, you know, jump off the L after a hard day of work and end up at home with a, you know, with a basket full of fresh, fresh fruit and vegetables that, um, you know, that you picked up at your local farmers market. So, um, we're also we've also done the same, um, you know, same idea at Paulina Station where we have seating elements and um, murals in the area and at the holidays they're lit up with great holiday decor. So it's really encouraging people and connecting our communities. Those are our two sort of anchors the Paulina and Southport station kind of anchor the West Lakeview community. And so we, uh, we've really made a big investment in sort of beautifying those areas and making them um, safer and more appealing and really bringing, you know, art and beauty and activation to um, what traditionally is kind of an, you know, kind of an eyesore in the neighborhood. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, use the L to get on and off, but you don't really want to spend a lot of time there. And, and we've really you know made an investment and made those sort of um, landmarks in our community that destinations for our, for our residents.
2: Uh, that is such a such a cool idea, and I think it's something that You know I, I think you touched on it there like it's not something that you know If you live in the city you really think about you use the alley, you get on and off But it's there's this space there that there's so much room for things like the fa- the farmers market and, and creating gardens and whatnot so it seems like so much of better use of space rather than it just being a an alley essentially
3: yeah, I mean, it takes creative thinkers and it takes some, you know, some time and investment in the process. And we have, you know, great partners with the CTA because it obviously is their property that they're, you know, that they're supporting our, um, our investments with. But, yeah, it's just it's a way to sort of rethink what what exists and what is a really utilitarian need in the neighborhood. We need public transit. For a thriving neighborhood, but we can make it. Um, you know, we can find an upside and a beautification that um, that you know we can use it for different for different purposes. Not just getting from here to there, but getting people to stick around our neighborhood and really enjoy enjoy some of the benefits of uh, of what's underneath the L. It's really cool.
2: <laughs> and I know that you know, as a 5013 c nonprofit organization, you're you're dependent on donations and events like lakeview taco fest which again is taking place this weekend to to help bring in funds so if people want to get involved or want to donate to the organization how can they do that
3: yeah, we'd love to have you at Taco Fest. Um today it's $10 suggested donation at the gates and then also you can support us through friendsoflakeview.org. Um, and reach out to us if you want to get involved or if you want to make a donation or or be a partner with us. We're we're always looking for creative, you know, new opportunities to uh to make investments in the neighborhood and and build partnerships. So it's a it's a living, it's a living, breathing, you know, nonprofit. We're always trying to think creatively and look for the next big thing that we can really improve, help improve our neighborhood and our city. So we're uh, we're really proud of what we've done, and we're looking forward to sort of what we're doing next.
2: I'm curious now, as we start getting into fall and the winter, what type of events or or activities or beautification projects you can do during the winter as a, as a, to try to improve the neighborhood? Or, or, how, or what frames of Lakeview does during the winter to help support the neighborhood?
3: Obviously, it is challenging. People sort of shift their focus. Um, you know, we really try and support the residents and the businesses year round. So, you know, while we might not have a winter farm, winter farmers market necessarily, um, we'll be continuing to you know finish up the finish up the um, garden, which is a year round garden. So there'll be you know there'll be plants that'll live live in the winter and, mm-hmm. and thrive. Not necessarily um, you know the the beautiful spring plants, but they will be you know the the visual impact will still live on. And then um, yeah, we just Have to be creative, and um, you know, we're working on some DEI initiatives and some, you know, some sort of longer term projects that are kind of, you know, that are not. That are not season specific. So those are the those are the bigger projects we're working on. We're getting excited um, to kind of announce some some new things in the coming months, um, focusing on kind of connecting with other neighborhoods and, and partnering and, and you know, just kind of empowering some other some other neighborhoods and learning from them as well. So that's kind of our next step. We're excited to sort of see where that takes us. But we're in the planning stages of that. So there's a lot a lot more exciting things to come.
2: <laughs> it's great. It sounds 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 awesome. And again, we're we're speaking with Becca Gersh, CEO of Friends of Lakeview. Once again, we want to make sure we mention that Lakeview Taco Fest, which benefits Friends of Lakeview, is taking place this weekend, yesterday, and today. Last thing I want to ask you, Becca, is we touched on a project, Dine Out West Lakeview, that you were able to do during the peak of the pandemic, which has kind of been phased out. But I've been asking a lot of these groups that I speak to how you got through the peaks of the pandemic and have been able to survive because it was it was difficult on businesses that that we we mentioned. But I know it was also really difficult, difficult on on nonprofit groups like yourselves.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you have we had to pivot. I mean, I. You know, I sort of wear a few different hats, and, and I work both as, like, a representative of the local chamber of commerce, the Lakeview Roscoe Village Chamber, and um, the 501c3 Friends of Lakeview. And, you know, you really have to, you know, we had to streamline, we had to, you know, cut budgets and be realistic, but also, you know, prove our value to the neighborhood. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing is to 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 step up and think creatively to help our businesses. And, and then we, you know, then we, then we can continue to, you know, to further our mission. So when we show our value, we, um, you know, we get more investment and more donations and more support. So I think that was sort of our focus was to meet the businesses and the residents where they were, how can we, you know, dine out is a perfect example another one is trick-or-treat on southport you know we couldn't do it in 2020 but we we were really passionate about getting that back to the community for 2021 and it's coming up um this year as well as another one of our big programs that friends of lake sponsors and we you know we shut down part of southport and we you know we bring it brings Thousands of kids out. We entertain. We um, partner with a lot of community partners and have all kinds of events and a pumpkin patch and and costumes and trick or treating with the businesses. And so we just you know we know that the the community needs our presence. And so however we could do it during COVID, we had to you know at whatever scale we could do it, we had to do it. And now we're really thrilled that we can bring back these full you know these full events that everyone has you know come to love and expect in the neighborhood. So we're happy that we're you know we're not COVID's not behind us and mm-hmm. there are still challenges that everyone's facing, but we're really happy that we can, you know, return to what feels like a little more of a normal year of programming and, um, you know, and bringing quality events to the neighborhood.
2: Okay, Becca, well, that is, that's really all that I had for you. Is there anything that I didn't touch on that you'd like to mention?
3: think so i just want to remind folks we have a great lineup of really fun music um and 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 great food today so definitely swing by um if you're in the neighborhood jump off the brown line at Southport and uh, and come wave to us we'll be we'll be out slinging beers and uh, hopefully making everybody happy
2: <laughs> all right sounds good becca thank you so much for being on with us
3: i appreciate the time thank you
2: and again the second day of lakeview taco fest begins at 11 a.m today A $10 suggested donation benefits Friends of Lakeview, and if you'd like to find out more information about Friends of Lakeview and all their various projects, you can go to friendsoflakeview.org.
0: I'm listening daily. You are not alone. During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. Here's licensed therapist
1: Dr. Chris Donahue on dealing with insomnia. A lot of us are talking about insomnia with the collective stress that we're all going through. Sleep is going to be one of the most important ways and one of the best ways to actually boost your immune system. Sleep has a really important component that helps us drop cortisol levels, which is one of the most powerfully destructive stress hormones and helps us boost and helps our immune system simmer down and calm down. So we really do wanna be taking our sleep patterns seriously. If you're feeling as though you're worrying and stress is spiking before you fall asleep, there's a lot of things we can do, such as really engaging in fun, humorous, joyful conversation. I myself have been doing gratitude lists. That's a really good way to kind of set the tone to fall asleep and to be able to stay asleep.
0: Talk has the power to save lives. Find out more at I'mListening.org.
2: This is Score Values on 670 the score. I'm your host, Adam Stazinski. To wrap up today's episode, I recently spoke with Steve Burness, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Chicagoland and Northern Illinois about a number of scams that the Better Business Bureau is tracking. One of them a rather timely one as the discussions of student loan forgiveness has been prevalent throughout the nation this summer. I spoke with Steve about scams that are now taking place around student loan forgiveness. If there's something to be scammed, it's the people who are going to do it. So now we're seeing with the idea of student loan forgiveness out there from the federal government and you know forgiving up to certain amounts, now we're seeing scammers it looks like try to take advantage of people that are are I, I, I know I am certainly excited at the possibility of it, so I, I, I know right. that, that, that people making a call about it would would perk my ears, but you need to be careful.
4: Exactly. Anytime there's new information out there or not enough information, the scammers take advantage of it. So we're seeing it already in our scam trackers the Better business bureau. Scammers wasted no time capitalizing on the Biden administration's plan to cancel some you know, student federal loan debt. Um, so we have seen reports already, uh, people getting calls uh, or texts or messages on their social media sites saying they can help them. Uh, they can, you know, get, them, uh, get the money to them faster from the government. And uh, some of them are charging. We, you need, you need uh, your credit card because you've got to pay to get this information on how to, you know, get the money from the government you know, uh, forgiven there's just so many different variations of it so i just want consumers to be aware of just really deal with the united the u.s department of education only nobody's going to call you out of the blue and say that they can help you faster get the money faster or you need to pay for something in order to get this or become a part of the list Uh, you will get information from the uh, u.s department of education and if you'd like you can go on their website and you can uh, put on their email list and they can you know they send you more information as things go along but most of these situations the government knows about you already so you're not gonna need to do anything you know what i mean so it's gonna money this will be coming when they do dole it out it's right now that people don't know what's happening and it's not ready yet anyway but people are asking for you know uh credit cards already and and we all oh, we need your social security number so they're just banking on this new information and nobody mm-hmm. knows what to do
2: and so that's what leads me to the to the next point here, which is y- you don't need to pay for the the guidance. I I guess we'll say for applying for, for forgiveness or, or however you want to put it. This these are it's a free thing that the government is putting out there. So these companies are people trying to get you to pay fees for this this guidance is is illegitimate.
4: Correct. Any type of fee, whether it be whatever they say it is, it could be a penalty, it could be guidance, it could be uh, just to help you get in line or to sign up for. If anybody asks you for advance fee in any way, uh, that's usually the tip off to rip off. Most uh, on most instances, advance fees are prohibited until you get the product or service itself. So. Um, so again, consumers, students, especially the younger generation, you know, don't know what to do because they want the money, mm. they want to be relieved from this debt. Uh, so people are calling out of the blue and just using information to their advantage to try to extract information from you, including your, you know, your information and your your uh, student aid numbers and. And things of that nature. So again, nobody's going to call you out of the blue and just deal with the United States Department of Education. Go to their website; they have a plethora of information. But again, it's not ready yet, so nothing has been etched in stone. But school the is back are on in, the in
2: full session here, and especially with school nowadays, a lot more things are done online than when I was in school or you were you were in school. And so I, I know that you, the Better Business Bureau has some, some tips, for some Internet safety tips as, as students, parents start getting into the, into the full swing of things here.
4: Yeah, just be very careful. As you, you know, There's a lot of information on the Internet, a lot of uh, stores, a lot of places to buy things, which may be fraudulent. Uh, they use the school's name, so they say it's endorsed by the school. You may even get an email from your teacher asking you to, to buy these things or, or buy or buy into this company or, or, you know, give us your credit card information, whatever it may be. Um, it, it, it's just amazing what the scammers will do. And I, I can keep talking about different variations. So, in essence, if you get something from the school that, say, you know, you think it's from the school, make sure you verify it, even if you're getting it from your teacher, it, from a different email address. So, if it's from the school email address, it's different, but, a lot of times, after they look a little deeper, hey, this came from a Gmail account. It's you know, my teacher. Well, teachers aren't going to use Gmail accounts. They're going to use their official school email address. And mm-hmm. if they're asking for money or asking you to click on a link, and you know, just second guess it. Make sure you know that you're expecting it, uh, because some are legitimate. You know, emails from your teacher. I get that, but again, some scammers are, are taking advantage of the situation and saying that this is endorsed by your school or your teacher asked us to send you this link. Or they want you to buy this thing, and it's not the teacher at all; it had nothing to do with it.
2: And I know that we want to make sure that you know parents are aware of social media accounts that their that their kids might have, because there's just a, I, you know, we all know there's a lot of danger out there, and and even of course scams that students who aren't are kids who aren't used to dealing with aren't going to recognize right away.
4: Exactly. I think the kids, like we were both kids, we mm-hmm. thought we know it all. And I <laughs> I did as well as a kid. And what happens is, you know, in the old traditional days, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all these social media sites. So our parents knew who we were going and who we were talking to because, you know, you only had one phone in the house. Well, now the social media internet has opened up the world to your child. So you've got to be very, you know, protective, you got to uh, determine what they're doing. And who they're talking to, and you got to go over to privacy settings with them, especially as the younger kids and the ones under 13. There's a lot of privacy settings that may need to be put on play in place, but parents don't realize that they need to get involved on that side. So, if you do have a child, younger child, it's best to go over to the privacy policies, privacy things, switch settings on each of those different sites they're on, but. Again, the kids think they know it all, and and they don't share that information. So as parents, you know, I have children too, and mm-hmm. and you, you had to go a little bit deeper than you did years ago because that that social media site, I mean, there's there's criminals, there's predators, there's all sorts of scammers that will will harm your child or do anything possible. They 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 don't care. They don't care if it's your child. They don't care if it's a 13 year old boy. They don't mm-hmm. care. They just want. The money they want your information, or they want you to to click on something. So it's imperative of parents to understand what your kids are getting themselves into, but also make sure you understand the the pitfalls of that social media stuff. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, for for parents on social media what not to do and do given out by their schools. So you just have to go to the school resource counselors of most schools, and they'll tell you how to do all this. I'm not an -hmm. expert in in the social media world, but. I'm an expert in telling parents that. I trust me. I've seen the scams. I've seen the you the pedophiles and the and the things that come out through the internet. The dark, dark web out there. And these criminals are not here. They could be somewhere across the world. You know, uh, soliciting your children. Uh, you know, for information or whatever it may be. So it, it's a dark, dark web out there still. And uh, everybody thinks the uh, it's uh, you're fully protected by going on the main websites. you're not because of the, the criminals go on those websites too. You know by the time that Google or the others or Facebook find out it's a scam, they take it down, but it could be weeks later, months mm-hmm. later. Uh, and unfortunately, you know I think in the last three or so years, Facebook has taken down a billion pages, a billion wow. accounts of fake fraudulent accounts. So think about that, you know, a billion across the world. And, and you can't tell who's, you know, you, you got to make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into.
2: And uh, one one more thing I wanted to touch on along these lines, you you talked about, you know, knowing what the privacy settings are. But there's a few things that the Better Business Bureau kind of noted, like specific things that can help with with online privacy. And one of them was the, the Children's Advertising Review Unit. So w- what is this? Well, we have many units in a
4: better business period. It's, it's information, uh, if they go to our website, you can get information about, you know, looking at child advertising and, and if you want to file a complaint against any of the, the companies that may be soliciting to your children. But it also provides information on what parents need to look out for. So all this information about uh, what we can help the consumers, children, you know, whatever made businesses is all on org, which is our main website. But it's really a, a, a group that monitors the advertising to children and making sure that they meet our Better Business Bureau standards and they're not violating any rules or regulations in harming the children. So we, we, the Better Business Bureau is to protect and educate consumers, and we do review advertisements, we mm-hmm. do review websites, and we let people know when we have concerns.
2: Okay, Steve Burness, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, serving Chicago and Northern Illinois. Thanks so much for the time. Covered a lot of ground today and uh, a lot of important stuff, so I appreciate it.
4: My pleasure. Uh, consumers, they could check with the Better Business Bureau for, before doing business with the company. You'd be in a better position. You know, Go to bbb.org and find a business you can trust.
2: And that's it for this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Adam Stazinski. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score.